This is the Think Queerly podcast, and I'm your host, Darren Steele, a gay man who loves all things queer. I live in Toronto, Canada, and on the podcast, I discuss the unique social and cultural leadership that queer people offer humanity. And through dialogue and my own personal meditations, I share my ideas that are evolving about how we can create a more loving and accepting world for everyone. Now, as a leadership and life coach, I help my clients understand that when you freely love who you are, you can freely create the life you want. I believe that we all have the knowledge within us and the wisdom to overcome personal struggles and inequalities as queer thinking people observing the status quo. When you accept yourself without conditions, you can risk leading from your uniqueness Live your truth and bring your gifts to the world. Now, today is going to focus more on the personal growth aspect through my eyes as a coach and and very much through my eyes right now in what I'm seeing happening in the world with COVID-19. So it's Friday, May the 15th. And while I'm not speaking to the pandemic directly, I am speaking to what we can do for ourselves right now, everyone, to maintain a greater sense of calm, to maintain a greater sense of not so much to bubble ourselves away and protect ourselves from everything else, but how we think, how we feel, the words we use are most definitely going to shape our perception of the reality that we see outside of our eyes. So if we walk out into the world, out of our house, and just with a negative mindset and assuming bad things are going to happen, we're going to look for those things. It's just the way things are. Now, one of the things that I focus on as a creative, as an entrepreneur, and I think helps everyone, is to determine what makes you the most happy. And there's many different paths. There's no single path for how we can get there. So I want to talk about four questions that will determine what you need to most let go of. In other words, why focusing on what you need to do instead of what's most meaningful will only lead to frustration. Have you found this, that that has happened maybe in your life, that you've been so focused on various tasks and things, and they really didn't bring any meaning to your life? There's two sets of tasks, basically, right? There's the things you know you've got to do for whatever reason. And then there may be the other things that you just get caught up in that are perhaps more distractions and and are keeping you from doing the things that mean the most to you. But often the stuff that we're most wanting to do is the stuff that also scares us the most. Uh, A few podcasts ago, what was the exact title? Um, If ever there were a time to tell the truth. And I revealed my own issues around imposter syndrome. And like, how dare I? Who, Who am I to talk about leadership and queer leadership and Taoism and the influence of that and how we can shape and create a better humanity? Well, someone has to on one level. But I have certainly found myself in the past allowing myself to be distracted by all kinds of little things so that at some point in the day when I think, okay, now I'm going to get to writing or researching the way of queer leadership, 
I no longer have the energy. So I have subconsciously done everything that I can to feel good at the level of the mammalian brain, which is seeking comfort and connection and care and love at the expense of the slow thinking prefrontal cortex, that that part of the brain that I would be using to do the work that requires a lot of sort of emotional fortitude, as well as actual energy, like glucose from the bloodstream to fuel that brain to think the thoughts, to be able to move forward on this most important thing for me in my life to write my book, The Way of Queer Leadership. So I recently had a conversation with a good friend and a colleague. It was funny. We were comparing our work schedules. And he told me that he's changing how he's going to be doing his work in the week. At, uh, he's going to try and get the majority of his client work and emails and administration all done on Mondays and Tuesdays because he wants to get back to writing his book. And he's hoping to do that on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Now, I was excited to hear this because th- thankfully, almost a year ago, I think he asked if I would give it a read, the first draft, what he had written so far. And I guess maybe he's a quarter or halfway through. <sighs> it was one of those moments I got to the end of what he had sent me, and I was so disappointed, not because of the writing, but because I wanted more, because I wanted to keep reading, because I was so impressed. I, 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 I've read his words before. I've heard him speak. He can do this, but There were stories that I didn't know, and I hadn't quite read his framing into a narrative, which is really an autobiography, but is reading like a a juicy, delicious, you know, tell-all novel, but it's really an unfinished memoir. So when he was telling me about this change to his schedule, I mentioned, you know, Sometime in the weeks before, I had come up with a coaching process for myself to solve one of my very own struggles, what I alluded to here at the beginning, distractions. And it goes like this. So I asked myself four very specific questions that are intended to give me the clarity I need about what matters most to me in my life, what I want to create more than anything that'll give me the greatest fulfillment. And that way I can determine what are the least important things for me to do. That doesn't always mean that those least important things I can let go of, but I can certainly have a list that will help me better organize my day or my week, and it will also help me to determine what's a distraction, and I can choose if it's a healthy distraction or an unhealthy distraction. And the final aim is to make some decisions about what can I let go of? What is no longer important? What what actions and choices can I let go of? And it could be reading the news, social media, certain tasks I'm doing, certain aspects of my business that I'm implementing, which may not have any return or any value for me anymore. And when you know all of that and what you can let go of, 
it's the letting go of things like that that are distractions that take your emotional energy, that take your willpower energy, that take your energy to sustain focus over a longer period, that frees up space. Just sort of the space in your mind and think of it as just energy. And I'm talking about like energy as in fuel, the energy you would get from eating, the energy that you would have from having had a good sleep. When you were able to put that energy and focus or take that energy and focus it on what's most important you know how much you get done i just take a very simple example it's not exact but i will do my best thinking contemplation and writing earliest in the morning why because i haven't been so distracted by so many other things when it comes to willpower and that's not the best thing to use to get things done um Actually, not quite willpower, but it's decision fatigue. The more choices that we have to make in the day, the more things we have to decide upon, the more that that takes away our energy to logically break down all of the variables that are in front of us to make the best decisions. So if you can make these deeper, possibly more profound decisions or apply yourself to something that is really important and of great value at the time that you do that work best, which for many people is the morning, go for it. So this is what I needed to determine. And when I come back to my friend telling me this story, I thought it was funny because I suggested to him that he'd already created the possibility for this new work schedule, given how he already operates his business. See, he has a small number of very large clients, and he receives an appropriately large enough compensation to complete the work for each of those clients. And this means for him anyway, he can work primarily on his own terms most of the time. (laughs) And I said it was just ironic that he wasn't managing this project, the writing of his book, completing his book in the same way he was taking care of and managing the work for his clients. And he laughed, realizing the truth. But this is the nature of this, right? We can fill up our day, the structure of our day, based on what everyone else is doing, based on what the status quo tells us to do, based on this assumption. And it's a challenging thing for entrepreneurs or creatives who maybe work from home and who maybe don't have to work nine to five, we fall into, it's almost a trap of doing what everyone else does. And when we start doing what everyone else does or thinking that we have to do this, that's where the distractions pile up. That's where these unknown tasks and projects pile up. And we don't know if they're doing us any good if we don't step back long enough and take like a 10,000 foot view, so to speak, of how all these pieces of the puzzle are coming together and whether or not we've got a whole bunch of pieces for another puzzle that have nothing to do with the thing we really want to complete. So this turned out to me, or for me, to be a very important reminder about setting boundaries. It's really much too easy as a creative and an entrepreneur not to have set boundaries around doing the work which is most important and most meaningful. And, you know, 
I can see this happening for somebody who has to go into an office type environment and maybe has a, a set number of hours that they are expected to work. Now, even if you have more freedom in your workplace, there's probably a lot of distractions. People expect you to have an open door or that you need to go into meetings or that you've got to do a conference call. How many of those things actually take away from your ability to be most productive, to get the most amount of work done in the most efficient way, or to be the most creative in your job, in your career? You know, when are you able to put your best energy, focus, and attention on the things that bring you the most joy or most personal satisfaction or potentiate the greatest creative output. So when you don't establish these boundaries, whether you're an entrepreneur or a, you know working for someone else, you're not respecting your values, your time, your energy, and your worth. And there's always some give and take with those things, depending on how you are getting paid and what kind of work you do, right? But if you're not respecting your values, your time, your energy, and your worth, you're not acting on what's most important and meaningful to create the life you want to live, the life you deserve based on what goals you want to achieve and accomplish. And that realization, that thought towards establishing these healthy boundaries is the difference between being angry, annoyed, upset, frustrated, disappointed with everything that's happening in your life and reacting to what you don't want to do, but having to do it anyway, or thinking you have to do it anyway, versus being present in a state of mind of, ah, I'm making choices about what I'm going to do and what I can manage to do, which gives you a sense of control and how you're going to manage your own productivity, your actions with the time that you have available to you. So Getting back to the four questions, the conversation I had with my friend made me realize that I was missing a really important piece of the puzzle of for my four questions model that would really round out and make the exercise complete. Now, the intended outcome that I worked out with this four question exercise is to determine what you can let go of to spend more time doing what's most meaningful to you. But what then? I was missing one final question. Namely, what sort of boundary will I create to uphold what is most important to me? So, if you're a creative, an entrepreneur, someone who works in the gig economy, a business owner, you wear many hats and you do a variety of tasks in your work. If you're pulled in several directions you still need to show up in those various areas of your business. And the only way you can establish and keep boundaries is to make them public, to make them known. You need to tell the people that you work with when you're available for various interactions or tasks. Now, this goes against the current zeitgeist of immediate customer service and 
response and immediate satisfaction. Me, 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 me. I'm paying for you, so I get. And it's not to push your clients away. It's not, even if, essentially, if you're working for someone else, your boss is your client, the company is your client. It doesn't matter whether you're employed or whether you're an entrepreneur. But setting up boundaries creates first the level of respect for yourself and your values, but it also demonstrates that unconsciously to the client. It shows a particular work ethic and creative ethic and a sense of respect for the other person. Because you're not saying, don't talk to me. You're giving the limitations. You're giving the boundaries. You're saying when you're available. Because you're prioritizing for yourself, and that what you're prioritizing might be entirely private. People maybe don't need to know that you're working on a book or that you're working on artwork at home or that you're creating a new business model. It doesn't matter. But then when you organize yourself and your life around that way to fulfill those various projects and tasks and obligations, other people appreciate that fact. So when I look at myself, I recognize how easily I get frustrated and I respond angrily. I mean, if not just to myself, then I'm complaining to my partner who really doesn't want to hear me complaining. And I mean, he can't do anything about it other than just letting me vent. You know, or if I get a text message or a request to do certain things from one of my contracts, I'm like, why are these people bothering me? And that's the wrong attitude, right? And where is it coming from? It's coming from either doing too many things that are distracting or not having established and publicized or shared kindly (laughs) my boundaries. These requests have nothing to do with the people I serve or the people I help. They're, They're simply running their own business or their own lives and I'm just providing a service or they've hired me and they're just reaching out because they need to address an issue for which they consider me to be the expert. They're simply asking me a question when they call, email, or text. But for me and for me alone, to feel like I have control over working on what's most important to me, I need need to establish boundaries in the form of daily and weekly time blocks associated with my various projects, be those business or whether they be purely creative endeavors. And I then need to inform the people that I work with about my availability, how, when I prefer to communicate with them, and so on. And I've been practicing this over the last couple of weeks, and it's not always easy. Sometimes there are things that show up that take me away from what is most important to me. It could just be a bad sleep. It could be that, oh, it's the long weekend. I actually need to go out and get groceries today because there's no food in the fridge. Things like that. And sometimes we make these choices and we try and and shift around what we're going to do when. So here's a really important question to ask yourself. What do I need to let go of and stop doing to spend more time working on what's most important to me. 
What do I need to let go of and stop doing in order to spend more time working on what's most important to me? Now remember, you need to first decide what's most important to you before you can answer the four questions in my mini coaching exercise related to each of your various projects or tasks that you have in your life. Now, I'll just give you an example of, of, of what that means when I say various projects and tasks. Like to run my business, to do what I'm most passionate about, I simply looked at, well, there's my writing, which will help share my message, but is also part of what I do to put out more articles or to create more podcasts. There's the podcast itself. There's the writing that I do and I publish on my website, darrensteel.com, and then I also publish and publish authors, other authors, on my publication on Medium, Think Queerly. I do some contract work for another client. I do coaching work with clients, and I also do sales for LGBTQ media in Toronto. I do a lot of things. And in all of that, is there anything that's holding me back? Are there any tasks in there that are distracting? That's what I was able to determine for myself, and it's a much longer process than I can explain here. So once you've gone through this coaching exercise that I have for you, and you determine where to spend most of your time and what to let go of, that helps you to be able to close the loop by creating the necessary boundaries to spend more time working on that one thing that will make all the difference in your life, that will bring the kind of quality and joy and fulfillment to your life that I think all of us are looking for. So just as a kind of epilogue, getting into a little bit of neuroscience to help round this out. Our brains are pattern recognition machines. Now, if there's anything we want to accomplish in life from the very smallest goal or task to achieving some milestone goal, like for many people, it's how much money they want to create or buy a house or go on some dream vacation. We are always limited in a sense to the present moment. And we need to feel safe and secure and in control of our destiny. Otherwise, we're going to go out of our minds. We need prediction and response in order to operate in the most efficient and calm and productive way positive. And in other words, we need to spend more time in our prefrontal cortex, our the thinking part of our brain, the youngest part of our brain. It functions at the slowest speed of the other brains because it's conceptualizing, it's creating in the moment, it's thinking to the future, and it's coming up with possible solutions to problems. This is our logical thinking and creative mind. Now, if you believe that accomplishing various tasks and actions will lead to your goals, okay, Yes, but you're missing the most important aspect of creation, which is intention and process. Because we can't just proceed and assume that the various tasks we're going to do are going to lead to the desired outcome, right? All we can do is complete our tasks that we've set for ourselves and then 
assess, measure. How well did we complete those tasks? Did they bring us closer to what our goal is? And realistically, we can only do one thing at a time, one task at a time. And looking to the future with exact precision is, is useful for course correcting along the way. And we can only look with exact precision based on what we're measuring in the present moment. What have we done? What are we doing? Is that, as an evaluation, efficient for how we want to get to where we want to go? Now, all of us, most of us, have far too much to do, too many tasks, expectations from others and upon ourselves, distractions, and so on. But if you want to live the life of your dreams, may I invite you to spend some quality time figuring out and determining what's distracting you. What's at least one of those things that you can let go of so that you can spend more time doing what you love or more time working on what you want to create or more time with your lover, your husband, your wife, your pets, your children, your family, or your friends, whatever's most important. How can you spend more time living the life that you want to most live, experiencing more joy sooner than later? Now I can help with that. My mini coaching course, which I'm calling Four Questions to Help You Let Go of What's Holding You Back, How to Get the Clarity You Need to Eliminate Distractions and Spend More Time Doing What You Love, is available now. And you can click the link in the show notes to head over to my Gumroad page. That's just kind of like a shopping page where I have a couple of products available. I look forward to your feedback if you go through the course and how it helps you experience some of the results that I've felt for myself. And it's kind of a snowball process. Sometimes when you let go of one thing and start leading your life with that more open space, other things start to show up as unnecessary. And then there's the emotional fulfillment of, oh, I'm getting further ahead or I'm spending more time in this thing that's more meaningful to me. That's part of the moments of joy that increase as soon as you let go of those things that are distracting and holding you back and spend far more time doing what you love, which gives you that satisfaction and freedom, at least I believe, to then go into doing all the other things that we all have to do. But just with that awareness and satisfaction and pleasure that, ah, I got to do what was most important to me first. Or, if not first, I just got it done. Until next time, think queerly. <laughs>